Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I am a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, a fiduciary, the founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and I'm your host for the next 30 minutes as we talk about a subject well, one that everyone wants to hear, which is, hey, I'm ready to retire, but how do I retire and stay retired? I think that's key because many people could just decide, I'm gonna quit my job today and retire, but then tomorrow they may have to come out of retirement. And so we've been spending the whole month of October talking about what are some questions that we should be asking ourselves? How do we look at the finances? What are steps that we need to take in order to be able to retire and stay retired? If you go back to the beginning of the month, we talked about the fact that we need to know how much money do you need on a monthly basis, on an annual basis to be able to stay retired? What is that cash flow need? Then we talked about understanding and identifying well, what resources do we have to draw from? And we talked about qualified plans and non-qualified plans. And then we talked about the fact that we need to have investment income or what we call the annuities, whether it's social security, a pension, or a traditional annuity that's out there. What is the income stream that's coming in? Because you know what we're gonna do, right? We're gonna be able to say, this is the income that's coming in, this is the expenses that we have, what is the difference? And then we're gonna go to that area we looked where we identified all your resources. And we're gonna look at that area and say, is there enough between all the annuities, stocks, bonds, funds that are in there, the real estate, the rentals, everything you have. Is there enough between the income stream from a pension, social security and annuity and the other investments to allow you to retire and stay retired? Now, once we have that answer, and of course, please make sure when you work with your advisor, include the cost of inflation. Remember, when you retire, you want to have at least the same style of lifestyle that you have now in the future adjusted for inflation. So if it costs you $100,000 a year to live right now, well, 20 years from now, it's not just gonna be $100,000 that it's gonna cost you to live, it's gonna be more. We've got to calculate what the cost of living is inside there. Once you have that number, you've sat down with your financial advisor, whoop, whoop, this is the day. Now you're gonna go, all right, we're gonna go talk to the big cheese. And I don't mean God and I don't mean your spouse, the next big cheese, right? We're gonna go talk to them and we're gonna find out, okay, what are the steps that I need to take at my place of employment so that you can begin to retire? and every place is different. And of course, I'm, I'm sure it's based upon the relationships there, the size of the company, but I wanna go over some of the practical steps that you need to go through. And understand this, while it is so exciting to be able to walk down that hall and know this is the last day. This is the last day here. And go to the boss's door or HR department, turn that handle, walk inside, shut the door behind you, sit down and say, hey. And they say, hey, how can I help you? Well, I just wanna let you know today's my last day. To be able to do that, you've got to be ready that they would either A, say, good, it is your last day and escort you to the door and not let you stop at your desk. 
Or they might say, hey, I really need a two-week notice. Or they might say, well, fine, you can retire. You're quitting and you're forfeiting what you have for retirement because you didn't give me 60-day notice. So the very first thing, as excited as you are going to be, as much as you want to take that walk down the hall, open the door and say, I'm done. Wait, breathe, and let's do it right. You did everything else right, right? You did all your number crunching. Go to your HR and ask them, what is the protocol if I'm considering retiring? Now, you don't have to tell them you are because I have had clients, unfortunately, that have gone into their HR department and said, hey, I'm thinking about retiring. What do I have to do? And they're like, nothing because you're fired. Okay, so we don't want to go there. We can begin to gently ask, what are the steps for retirement? And they'll be able to tell you what the notice is and when you need to have your paperwork in. That's also important time to understand how it's going to work with your pension. Pension isn't just, hey, I put in my paperwork and the next day I get it. It takes time for that ball to get rolling for money to come. So we want to make sure that you have plenty of money on the side. So if it takes them a month, two months, three months, you're okay with it. So first thing we want to do is we want to notify work. And here's the deal. It needs to be in writing in most cases. You know, you can do a handshake. Wouldn't it be great if we just lived in that time where a handshake meant something again? I know my handshake means something. I know when I'm meeting with people that I'm close to, their handshake means something. But for many people, what we have to do is you have to go through that process of not only verbally talking to them, but also making sure that you put it in writing. When you're working with the HR department and you're letting them know, Here's some questions you need to ask. Okay, well, what about sick pay? How many days of sick pay do you have left? And what are you going to do with it? Oh, I worked with a case just the other day. She's retiring, right? We're filling out her pension paperwork. And she said to me, I have 200 days between vacation and sick day. And she gets paid X amount of dollars per day. And she was so excited because, and I'll go through this in a moment with you. She had to roll that over, but it was money she got to have. Her husband sitting right next to her said, what? Oh, I had sick days. I, I, they didn't give me any money for my sick day. And I said, did you ask them? Did you fill the form for it? I, of course, I said it nicely. I just kind of gently asked. He's like, no, I wasn't getting anywhere there with him and his wife. I was leaving that all alone. But the point is, is that he missed out on some of his sick day and vacation days because he didn't know the forms to fill out and he didn't ask. You know, sometimes we have rights to things and we just get too timid that we don't ask. And so in that case, because he didn't know to ask and was timid about it, he lost that money. I want to make sure that you don't lose that money. So you want to ask your HR department, how does the sick pay work and how does the vacation pay work? Now, I know in a lot of school districts, and boy, whew, we have a lot of teachers. Thank you for all that you do. But we have teachers, and in this case, the person I was working with didn't have a 403B. She was going, it was available to her, but she was putting money. We were doing other things together. So this was money she did not have to go into a 403B. There was no money going into a 403B. I should have said that clearer. But in order to get her sick days and her vacation days, they weren't going to write a check for her. They said that had to go into the 403B, which was the problem. She didn't have a 403B, which is why many times people say, oh, I don't have one. I guess I don't get it. <laughs> don't give up your money. 
So this is what we sat down and did. We were able to call the, T, the TPA, third party administrator. We went to HR, I had to go to HR and ask HR, how do I set up a 403B? She said, this is the company that sets up the 403B. She got me the number. She came to the office, we called the number. We asked them, hey, what paperwork is needed to set up a 403B? We were able to set up a 403B for her so that when she retires, 30 days after her last check, did you catch that? 30 days after the last check, that's when her sick pay and her vacation pay is going to go into that account. Now she can keep that account and hold it there at the 403B, or she can say, well, that is a smaller amount, you know, five, $7,000. I'm going to cash it in and she can close it out. But the point of the matter is she's able to capture that money because she asked a few questions. And that's what I would encourage you when you go into your HR, first of all, if you're gonna tell them, I'm ready to retire, be ready just in case they say, well, then today's your last day, bless the Lord, and you're okay with it. Then the other thing you wanna do in case they don't say that is you wanna be ready to ask, how does my sick pay work? How does my vacation pay work? The other things you wanna ask is, how do I roll over my 403B or my 401K? Let's pretend in this situation, the person I'm talking about, they did have a 403B. Well, then what would they do? They have to ask HR, what paperwork do you allow or do you need so I can roll it over? Same thing with the 401K. You ask your HR. Now, usually, because when you get paid, it's after you've worked, they make you wait. 30 days from your last paycheck before you can roll over your account, which when you think about it, while it may be annoying, it does make sense because you don't want all of a sudden your last paycheck to show up and you've already rolled everything out. And now you've got this little account sitting out there. So when you roll it over, if it's done properly, it doesn't have to be taxable. Now, wait a minute. That doesn't mean you're never taxed on it. Wouldn't that be great? Well, unless it was a Roth, then that's a whole nother different story. But if it's a traditional 401k or 403b, and you're not a pastor, then you know if it's done properly, it can roll over to an IRA, and you don't have to worry about taxes until you begin to take that income stream out. Now, why is that important? Well, earlier this month, I talked about being able to identify where all your investment accounts are. Well, you want to kind of gather all your eggs together. Not that they all have to be in the same basket, but you need to have a good handle. Okay, I've moved my 403B into an IRA. I have my Roth over here. I have my pension over here so that you are not dependent upon going back to the school district or your previous employer to be able to touch your money. Think of how many hoops you have to jump through. It's not that easy. I mean, think about it now. When you go to your HR, is that like balls of fun? So we want to understand you need to get your retirement positioned in a way that you literally can call up and say, hey, I need an extra $500 a month. And you can know that within 48 hours, it's going to be in your checking account. I know that's possible because we do it all the time, clients. And can I just make a comment on that? When you retire, you can go into this whole equation saying, oh, I know I need X amount of dollars a month. I have found it's usually two years 
two years after you retire where you finally hit a stride and say, okay, now I can understand. I understand that in spring, I have these expenses I never thought of before or in the fall when I'm getting ready for winter. After you've gone through this a couple of years, it gets to be a steady and then you don't need to adjust so much on your monthly income stream. But in the beginning, you need to be working, whether it's with your financial advisor, you can keep it with the school if you want to, or wherever it is with your previous employer. Just they've got to be Johnny on the spot and feel that you're important enough that they act quickly to get you the money so that you can have your retirement. If you don't feel confident about that, that's where you start working with a financial advisor that you can trust. So one of the things we're, we ask about if it's sick pay, we ask about vacation pay, then we ask about the 401k or 403b rollover. There should be a stack of paper, probably about a quarter inch thick. We see it all the time. Not that it's designed to confuse you and make you not want to do it and leave the money there, but I'm sure there's a purpose for that quarter inch thick paperwork that you have. We are very familiar with it. And as you begin the process, you can walk through enrolling that over. Now, one of the things to be aware of, and I mentioned it earlier this month, and this is just a little side note for those of you who happen to have maybe TD Ameritrade or Charles Schwab, they are now beginning to say, hey, we don't wanna hold 403Bs in our account. So that's something to be aware of that if you're rolling over an IRA, it might need to roll a 403B, it might need to roll into an IRA because they're not going to let a 401k come over. And normally that's not what we would do. We would roll over a 401k into an IRA, but just be aware there are different things popping up and maybe where it's being held right now, they might be saying we don't want to hold it there anymore. So just one of those FYIs. Now, when you roll over your 401k, there are new Department of Labor laws. Oh yes, yes, yes. There are a lot of new laws that have gone into effect this year. And one of the things that we look at is they are now have to tell you what the fees are involved and uh, who, what funds that you're going to be invested into. So there's a lot that you wanna to talk to your financial planner about on that. Now, what else can we ask our HR department? We're asking them about sick pay. We're asking them about vacation pay. We've asked them about the 401k. Well, I think we need to ask them about life insurance. The case I was working on just the other day, oh, this, I would say, cracks me up, but it's sad, so it doesn't crack me up. But they have life insurance. They're like, poof, I'm done. I got life insurance. Okay, the state does this. School districts do this a lot too. They start out so you retire and you have your life insurance. And you're thinking, whew, got that taken care of. Then 12 months to 24 months later, they cut it in half. Then 12 to 24 months later after that, then they cut it in half. By the time it was done her cutting in half, it was like $10,000. Well, funerals today are pretty close to $10,000. So if she's gonna need it, hopefully 30 or 40 years from now, what is that even gonna be worth? So one of the questions when you're retiring and you're talking to your HR is you're going to ask them on the life insurance, hey, do I have a life insurance death benefit? Does it remain the same or higher or does it decline? Unfortunately, for many people, what you're gonna find out is it might decline. And that's something that's just kind of slipped in there. I don't know why they're allowed to do it, but they are, it's in the plan document. So be aware, life insurance would be another area. 
Another thing that you want to ask, I know, get, I hope you got your checklist out. Sick pay, vacation pay, 401k rollover or 403b rollover. How does the life insurance work? How does the health insurance work? You know, we have some clients that come in and they're able to be covered by health insurance for the rest of their life. Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. And there are a lot that aren't. And they're saying, Crystal, I just looked at this other one. That It's $1,000 per person. Okay, so let's look for something else. A lot of people are turning to MediShare, which is another way to do it. Not saying that's an individual recommendation, only because I can't recommend via the radio or YouTube. But it's an option that people are really looking into, especially because with MediShare, individuals are allowed to pay for their coverage and then it's going to a company who has the same beliefs or value system that they do. So instead of paying it to an insurance company that you know you don't believe with what they stand for or what they're doing with their profits, now you can have one that aligns with you. So that's always an extra benefit. When you're looking for health insurance, just something to consider. I'm not sure why people do this, but sometimes people retire and then they have their surgeries and their medical expenses. What we've got to think about is perhaps, just perhaps, just putting it out there, maybe you'd want to do the surgeries before you retire, while you still have the full coverage. Maybe we'd want to do that, even if perhaps it used up a couple vacation days, but now you know you have the backing of that big insurance company while you're still paying for insurances. So I'm not saying that you do miscellaneous surgeries or cause yourself pain. But I am saying if you're looking for knee replacements, if you have to have these types of surgeries that a lot of times individuals are doing as soon as they retire, perhaps it may be something to discuss if that's something the year before you retire. You know, I've had individuals who, whether it was surgeries that they needed to do or travel, Oh my word, I have individuals that love to travel. So what their game plan was is that they were going to retire. Then they were going to use their retirement, retirement money to go travel. And I'm like, or here's an option. We could just work part-time, travel a whole bunch, and then the part-time money keeps refilling in what was being spent. And then when you're tired of traveling, then or after four or five years, you can say, okay, now I'm going to fully retire and you didn't spend all your retirement money. See, little things like that, that allow your retirement assets to grow, ways that you make decisions, hmm, I'm gonna have those surgery before I retire, instead of right after I retire. All those little things are positioning so that you can help retire and then stay retired. But what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a quick 60 second break, and then we're gonna be back with more crystal clear finances. Do you want to retire and stay retired? This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. Retiring isn't dependent upon an age. It's based upon what your cash flow will allow and how long it will last. Knowing what you need compared to what you'll receive from Social Security and pensions can show you if your investments can create the cash flow needed to make up the difference. Learning how to properly position your assets now so they can be used as income later during retirement is key. Gain the confidence needed so that you can retire and stay retired. Learn the steps by calling Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 today. 
and we're back with more crystal clear finances as we're talking about an exciting subject of hey let's retire but more than that if we're going to retire let's plan on staying retired so would think we've spent the month of october going over what are the questions we should ask what should we be looking at and we are wrapping this up today and we've been talking about right before the break hey what are some of the questions we ask our hr department before they show us to the door and we've talked about hey we want to make sure we understand sick pay vacation pay what do we do with the 401k or the 403b what about health insurance and what about life insurance well the last thing that we do is once we have said adios to our employer on good terms hopefully then we sit down and we say all right what investments do we need to tap first in order to make up the difference between what you're getting from social security pension and your annuity and what your expenses are now that my friend is a whole entire different discussion because there are different purposes for different investments. People will spend their lives doing annuities and real estate, making sure that they have rental units bringing money in. They'll have ETFs and stocks and bonds. They'll have a whole slew of different types of investments that are out there. But the way that you build your investments is for your accumulation period is very different during the distribution period. And what wasn't so important when you were building wealth sometimes becomes extremely important. Knowing that you have cash flow in retirement, consistent cash flow is often more important than saying, well, look, I've got this lump sum of money over here in this investment account. Correct, but that can go up and down with the market. Can, do you have an investment stream or an income stream, I should say, that's consistently coming in? And those would be things that I would strongly encourage you. Work with a financial planner that you trust. Yes, as a financial planner, I'm hoping you pick me. But the truth of the matter is there are so many people out in this world that there is enough for good quality financial planners to help so many people. We actually need more. So I would encourage you, wherever you are find a financial planner that you would enjoy working with that their beliefs and the way they are they click with you and work with them and help them plan help let them i should say help plan for your retirement go over the different investments you know as we're drawing to a close today i want to spend the rest of the time talking about the five phases of retirement because what happens is we get so excited don't we we want to make it to retirement. We want to stay retired. We're working with a financial planner. We've got everything in order. The numbers are crunched. But what we overlook is that there are five specific phases of retirement. And if we don't understand them, we get stuck in phase number three, we lose hope, and we die. And that's pretty serious. It's not about money. So let's talk about them. The first phase in retirement is the honeymoon phase. <laughs> That's where I did it, I did it. We're gonna do the honey to-do list. We're gonna travel. We are having fun. We're sleeping till 11 o'clock and then eating chocolate bonbons. All right, it, life is good. And then after a while, when we begin looking at it, we say, you know, I just wanna, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of doing the honey to-do list. I'm tired of traveling. I just wanna rest. I just want to relax. So you start resting, relaxing. This is good. And then the third phase comes in. And then when we begin looking at that third phase, we start realizing that, has anybody noticed that I rested? 
Did anybody notice I slept until 12 today? Did anybody call? That's the disenchantment phase. The disenchantment phase, especially during the COVID period, was extremely deadly because what it did is people who didn't have hope and felt invisible before felt it all the more. I would speak to all of you that are out there that have loved ones that have retired or are thinking of retiring. Will you watch out for them? Will you watch to see, yep, enjoy and celebrate when they go through their uh, honeymoon period, when they're doing the to-do list, go ooh and ah on things they finally got done that they've been waiting their entire life to do. And then recognize when they're moving into that rest and relaxation period and realize, okay, they're starting to slow down some. But in that critical disenchantment period, find them, recognize them, seek them out, invite them for lunch, do something. Because what happened was for 30 years of their life, probably working in some environment, they were quote unquote important. People knew them. They were expected to be there. They were wanted to be there. Even if they weren't liked, they had to be there. When they get to the disenchantment phase, nobody notices they don't have to show up. And the disenchantment phase is where people make a pivotal decision in life. And it is in those periods where people either give up, they become more introverted, and they pull back from society. And once they pull back from society, now they don't have a reason to live. And that's when health problems start kicking up and things start happening and it starts snowballing. How do we help them during this phase? Well, we can't save them. We're nobody's savior. But we can call on them, help them re-engage. What I found a lot of times, because I watch for this in my clients, I am especially attuned when people have retired, they're going to go through their celebration, then they're going to rest, and then I watch. And I ask them, hey, so what are you doing? What are you involved in? What hobbies did you pick up? Where are you volunteering? And if they say no hobbies, no volunteering, not doing anything, I'm feeling kind of sick, life is boring, then we start some interaction there, some intervention. So what I would ask you is help them find hobbies, help them find places they can feel needed and they can volunteer. If you are about to retire and we've got everything in place, right? We're going through all the numbers. Will you please mark it on your calendar, put it somewhere in your journal, recognize honeymoon phase, rest and relaxation, disenchantment. Now what comes after disenchantment is where you either go the opposite way and you withdraw or here's what we want. You re-engage. You re-engage and realize that the wisdom that you've had working all your life and who you are, it's not just your skill set, just who you are as a person. Once you've re-engaged, now you begin visiting the grandchildren, helping at the library, helping out at church, being on the prayer team, being on the worship team, whatever it is that you do, you're re-engaging and what that does is it finds purpose again in life and you begin that new season. And then the last one after you've re-engaged is routine. You begin to settle into a new identity. See, retirement, we're leaving one season of life, right? And we're making sure that we have all the resources needed to successfully enter a new season. And I think sometimes that's not taught. 
Sometimes we forget that, don't we? We forget that we have to redefine and rediscover ourselves for the next season. So for those of you close to retirement, I want to encourage you, yes, go through everything that we've posted on YouTube for the month of October, learn what you need for cash flow, and learn what your investments, identify your investment assets, make sure you understand what income's coming in, do the proper walkthrough with your financial advisor. If you need a financial advisor, boop, boop, right here, 518-433-7181. But when you get to that day, when you say, I did it, retirement has happened, then put it on your calendar. There's five phases and successfully navigate through them. Well, we are at the end of our time together. I want to thank you for joining me. I love being with you here each and every week. I love providing that financial information. If you're ready for a free consultation, give us a call. 518-433-7181. And join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.